0: head to myeq.com and use code parenting for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code parenting at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. In this podcast, I cover a lot of the day-to-day struggles that parents have with toddler aggression, meltdowns, attitude, pushback on bedtimes, the not listening in its various scenarios and forms, For obvious reasons, because those are the common issues parents of young kids have daily. Even school-age kids, we can have those problems, and teens, too, for some of those. So they are important. Learning how to work with them, communicate with children in a respectful way without blowing up and without giving in is a definite opportunity for growth for all of us. These days, I I think all of our patients is running much lower than normal also. So we're getting a lot more opportunities to work on this than we would like. But this week, I wanna focus on something a little bit different. I wanna take a break from the step-by-step, how to work through the aggression and the meltdowns and the tantrums. And I wanna give some different insight and perspective on something that's a little bit more of a high level, a little bit more of the forest, than the trees. So this was sparked from a particular question that I got on a subject that I have not yet touched on. And I've actually gotten several questions on this same topic. So it's a really good one. I'm gonna put it all together, but there's also a bigger overarching concept that I want to use this just as one example that I wanna cover today. So the question was about a three-year-old boy who is curious about wearing a dress and he asked his mom for one. He likes to play dress up with a girlfriend who has a lot of princess dresses and has loves to play that with her and so he's been asking for some of his own. His dad is very reluctant or resistant because he's concerned about his son being made fun of. As it turns out, this dad was bullied for circumstances out of his control and understandably wants to protect his son from that kind of pain. So as I said, I've got a few other questions around this as well. How do we handle it when our boys want to explore quote unquote girl things? So it's interesting because when it's the other way around, There's a lot more acceptance of girls exploring quote unquote boy things. Although girls and women have a ton of other baggage to deal with comes growing up female in this world. But when it comes to being a tomboy, that's far more acceptable. Girls playing guns, war, racing cars, wearing clothes from the boys department, you name it. It's pretty much all acceptable. But a boy playing with dolls, wearing dresses, makeup, or painting nails is is harder for a lot of parents to do easily without batting an eye. Some parents are okay with it at home, but not out and about. Not if we go see grandma, things like that, right? What I've learned about parenting is that it's about so much more than teaching and molding our kids. Kids can be a catalyst for us to face our own stuff, whatever that stuff is, if we can be strong and open enough to face it. It's a strong parental drive to protect our children from the negative parts of life. We all do it, and we all want to do it. That's why we teach them. We teach them things we wish we'd known, like the lesson I shared on an episode, I think a few months ago, about telling my son about how I wish I'd worked harder in school and created more opportunities for myself at a younger age. My goal is to make sure my kids understand this and many other things, keep their options and their opportunities as wide open as possible, as well as have those lessons and don't have to have the pain of learning them the hard way that I did. But first, I wanna go and just address this gender role question quickly, kind of touch on that for any parent who is wondering about this, who's had this in their home and they're wondering how to handle it, if it's a healthy thing or not a healthy thing or how they guide their children in that way. When it comes to gender identity, between the ages of two and six, what children are learning is their own gender identity, if they're a boy or if they're a girl. They learn stereotypes about activities, traits, toys, and skills associated with each gender. They begin gender-typed play, and things like girls clean the kitchen and boys mow the lawn. I'm not saying this is positive or this is right. This is just what they tend to pick up on by all the messages that they see around them and the world around them through media, all kinds of things, But they will often try or engage in play outside of their gender norms, especially when they're much younger and before this really sets in. So because younger kids are not, thankfully, as indoctrinated as older kids and adults, this type of exploration is very normal and healthy. So I recommend parents do as much as they can to support their curiosity, because the world will get a hold of their child soon enough. Both of my boys explored this, wearing princess dresses during dress-up. They have a sister, so we had a ton of them in the house. Having their nails painted, and actually one of my sons, my younger one, really enjoyed it for quite a while. I think it just felt good to have that quiet attention from mom, to have the fingers painted. I just think he enjoyed the actual process of it. I remember the time my oldest, now 11, was three, and he wanted to wear a fairy skirt. It was this tulle skirt with pink, purple, green, and blue, and he wanted to wear it to Home Depot. And I'll I'll be honest, it gave me pause. I was worried that like some big burly construction man might see him and call him out or something. Call him some name or make some comment to his dad or I about letting him wear a skirt. But I had to swallow my own fears and just let him do it. I wasn't about to start telling my three-year-old son about the issues other people might have with his choice. So of course, nothing happened, nothing came of it, and since the age of about five or six, neither of my boys has ever wanted to do anything girly since. My older son, even my younger son, I don't think will even wear like any slightly pink shirt at all, even if it's a polo shirt or anything like that. They don't wanna have anything to do with anything too girly. So they do generally grow out of this stage, but it's good to let them explore that. Let it be something that you're open to because young kids just don't understand why they can't just wear a dress and pretend to be Elsa if it's fun for them. So trying to explain this might get a bit frustrating, you might trip over your words, and it will probably only send some messages that are probably not the healthiest. So I'll get more into why that is in a few minutes. But I want to talk about addressing facing our own personal struggles in these types of situations, whether it's a boy wanting to wear girl things, a son wanting to try out for cheerleading, or a girl wanting to Skateboard or your child who you're pretty sure doesn't have the skill or the talent to do any number of things They may want to go out for Sometimes it's best to let them and then be there to support them through it if it doesn't go the way they had hoped or expected Watching our kids struggle can bring up our struggles. We don't want to face Maybe we just don't want to see them in pain and that's perfectly legitimate as well But sometimes our kids are here to finally make us face our things that we haven't done so yet Life is hard, no matter how much we prepare our kids for it. Life is going to be full of challenges, whether they are ones we choose or ones that are put upon us. It's best if we can learn to teach our children to rise up to these challenges. Now, when we get back after the break, I'm gonna share more about how and why to support our kids in their passions, their goals, their ideas, and creative expression to the best of our abilities. and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's GetPuroAir.com. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple curious about byheart? redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com/podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. additional terms and conditions apply. Now that we're back after the break, I'm going to share more about how and why to support our kids in their goals and creative expression. So, as I was saying before the break, life is hard But I don't feel it's ever the healthiest path to squelch their children's imagination, their desires, or their goals because of a fear of an outcome or something that hasn't happened and may likely never happen. What if the boy says yes when your daughter asks him out? What if no one says a thing and just accepts our child for who they are? What if they do get the lead in the class play or become class president? I think it's a disservice to teach our kids to be on guard or afraid before they might even try something or engage in self-expression, to, quote, be afraid of what other people might do, be afraid of what other people might think of them, behave the way others expect them to. Now, I don't mean as in have good manners or be polite and kind. Obviously, we want our kids to have those things. But... To fit into some expectation of others. To keep themselves in a box that others want to put them in. Keep themselves small so that they don't rock the boat. I think these are less than positive messages to send. And I was thinking about this today, I just had my heart broken a few months ago. And, and I gotta be honest, it sucks with a capital S. And I'm not 20 years old anymore. I get how relationships work. I am great at relationships. I'm great in relationships. I'm a great partner. I'm great at communicating. I'm great at give and take. And this was a longer relationship. This had gone on for almost two years. And I thought it was about to move forward. And we'd had our share of struggles, our life circumstances have made it difficult on us. Life got in the way again, I got thrown to the curb, and I felt like I got backed over by the car he was driving, not literally, but it really hurt a lot. I knew he was struggling with things, I knew he was still working things out, and I trusted him to take better care of me if he did need to end it, but he didn't. Now to be fair, it wasn't intentional, he simply isn't or wasn't capable of holding that space for me at that time with all of everything else he was dealing with in his own life. So now I'm left to work through this, the hurt and the questioning, my own judgment, about who I thought this person was or how I hoped that they would treat me. Am I too trusting? Do I give too much before it's earned? Clearly in this case I did. How do I protect myself the next time without becoming too hardened? And I'm not sure of the answers of these yet. Now the one thing I can say is this person does have a ton of potential, a ton. And I think I was too focused on that and I wasn't seeing the reality of his current mindset and struggles. So I learned that lesson. I won't do that again. (laughs) The point is, I'd love to save my kids from this kind of heartache. I was thinking about that today, about how I really don't want my children to ever have to deal with this kind of heartache. I wish I could protect them from it, but I don't know that I can. I'm 50 years old and I'm still learning. They're likely going to have to learn how to conduct themselves in relationships and in life through learning from some painful experiences. They're going to have to fall down and they're going to get hurt sometimes. But what's important is that we are there for them. We teach them how to pick themselves back up and dust themselves off and learn from their experiences and hopefully the joy and the beauty and the fun and challenge outweigh the hurt and the pain. If they want big results in their life, they will have to put themselves out there in big ways. Sometimes we fall, hard, but sometimes we win, big. So I've watched this before, but one night a few weeks ago when I couldn't sleep, I pulled back up the Brene Brown special on Netflix called The Call to Courage, and if you haven't seen it, and if what I'm saying to you today is resonating with you, I highly recommend that you watch it. There were so many pearls of wisdom in this special that I had completely forgotten about. Now, she had given a TED Talk several years ago, boy, probably close to 10 years ago now, about vulnerability. She talks about how it went viral and then the haters started in on her. At first, it threw her into that dark place. But as she started to come out of it, what she realized was that these haters are the people sitting up in the cheap seats. And she had the courage to be out in the arena. And that never again was she going to allow the people in the cheap seats to have any power over her for stepping in the arena. And I loved this so much. It made me realize that not only for myself, but for my kids too, that I hope they have the courage to live their lives in the arena, to put themselves out there and take the risks, to try something new, to love, to live their lives to their fullest, to never make themselves smaller for anyone else out of fear or what others will think or feel or say about them. And if I can give my kids enough confidence in themselves and enough tools to pick themselves back up when they fall down that they are ready to go into the arena again and again, even with people trying to tear them down, then I know I have done an incredible job for them and with them and a service to them and to the world that they will change. I do feel that a lot of our kids are going to be amazing at this. And, it, and they're really going to be pushing for this, this generation. And that us supporting them in that is, our, is one of our bigger jobs as parents today. You know, I get a lot of questions from parents dealing with these very persistent kids. And I think this is a big indicator. This tenacity that seems to run more prevalent in kids today is about them finding and living their truth and being unafraid. So as a parent, we have this fine line to walk. Where respect is obviously a key. It doesn't mean they can be rude or demanding or anything like that. But when they want to try something, do something, how do we allow them to be this firecracker they are? But within the boundaries that are safe, right? Physically safe and even somewhat emotionally safe and fair to us. Considerate and mindful. This is why I love positive discipline so much. It gives us parents these tools to allow our kids to be who they are, but in respectful ways and and within safe enough limits. We still can allow them to fall down, learn their lessons, without it actually killing them, right? That, and of course, the temperament class, which also covers that parenting to the child's unique temperament. How to work on that, push their boundaries for them, help them open up to become bigger, better within their temperament but it's a big job we have as parents. But our kids are just incredible individuals who are teaching us a lot too. I know this is off the beaten path, from the types of topics I normally discuss. But with so many questions about highly persistent kids and then the others that I've gotten about how do we let our kids explore and experiment with ideas and expression and play that may get them chastised by others, I wanted to touch on these concepts in a more big picture way. Where we're going, why this is important, how we can lead our kid, let our kids be and do and fall and help them learn how to pick themselves up. Also, The co-parenting series is now out. Part one and part two are complete and up on the website. Part one is about setting the foundation, whether you're doing that for yourself as you work through your decision to keep trying or to move forward towards becoming a single parent, or if you've decided as a couple and you're now each doing your work, or sometimes one person is doing the work and, and one stays in a negative place, but regardless of where you are or what your circumstances are, the part one covers how to handle all of these different scenarios. And I go really deep into how to work through the tough stuff. It's not easy. I know. I went through it all myself. But I'm so glad I did dig in and do that work. Part two is about the divorce process itself all the decisions that need to be made, what you will want to know before making those decisions, and basically just a step-by-step guide for working your way through it. But since they don't really fit in any particular age group, I didn't add them to the age group pages, plus every video I add just slows down the loading process. So I kept those on their own separate page, but since they're now part of the video library, they do come with all the membership. So if you become a member, you will get those with your membership as well as all the other classes. We will be adding a link to the home page, but for now, if you wanna access those samples and see what the full agendas are, you can go to yourvillageonline.com slash co-parenting-classes, so slash co-parenting-classes. To see a sample of any or all of the 55 plus classes and or to join, you can go to yourvillageonline.com. Remember, we do have a 20% off promo running right now, only until Monday, September 7th. So to take advantage of that, you want to enter the code YV20, so YV for your village, YV20 at the bottom of the checkout page. I also will be putting out a special podcast episode this week on the initial steps to building that foundation as you work towards the divorce process. If it's something you're still trying to figure out, you still may find it helpful. I do get really honest about my own process and experience as well. So if this is a decision you're currently struggling with, or you're moving forward and looking for some guidance through the process, be sure to tune into that episode coming out in a few days. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you well in a, in a couple days for the special edition divorce episode but next week for our regularly scheduled question and answer episode